Hello, welcome to episode number 323 of the Epilogue Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital... <laughs> Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. If you want to support my work on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Pledge as much or as little... I can't talk today. Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with my hosting and gas fees. You can cancel anytime. Go buy some merch at the slash shop. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Please give it five stars. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash pod. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666 and Instagram. Also, you can listen to the show on Spotify now. Yeah, I know. I think the whole Joe Rogan thing is blown over now, right? Nobody cares about that. People don't care about that. They care about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp now. But I digress. Today on the show, I have Brenna Red from the band The Last Gang. The Last Gang are doing a tour throughout parts of America and parts of Canada. They're actually going to be in Toronto at the bovine check the date in the description because i cannot find it i'll find it and it'll be in the description okay so do a little reading hey do yourself a favor ladies and gentlemen brenna red from the last gang on the epilogue podcast Have you guys ever been to Canada? Um, just like the West Coast and kind of in the mid-area, we've done, uh, I forgot, the, the West Coast is Vancouver, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've done Vancouver, Edmonton, to like Winnipeg, and I think that was the farthest we got to Winnipeg. It's good to know there's still a divide between Canada when it comes, Winnipeg seems to be the great divider. Oh, really? Is that like the like back to Mississippi or something? <laughs> no, it's because when you go from Winnipeg to Toronto, it's kind of treacherous, the roads. Um, oh, shit, really? Yeah, I mean, you go over top of the lakes, and it turns out to be kind of like riddled with big wild animals and moose and danger, and it's kind of famous for uh, bands hitting, hitting vehicles. So word of advice, if you ever uh, go from Winnipeg to Toronto, go under the lakes. Go, go through Chicago. Oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I'd be okay with the animals. I could drive relatively so. It's just I'm terrified of black ice. Yeah, that's also a thing. But I mean, obviously, when you know when you hit like March, it kind of goes away. You don't need to worry about that. But when May yeah. hits, that's when all the animals like to have sex. So it gets really crazy on the roads. They don't have sex in the, <laughs> the roads, everywhere. but they're, they they just run out. They're crazy moose and yeah. I mean, I there's stories. You know, like bands that I mean. DOA used to tour that when it was a dirt road, like, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a book. Jesus. There's a book called On a Cold Road, and it's written by a Canadian named Dave Bedini. And, he t- and people tell stories about what it's like to tour in Canada. And um, and the DOA stories are hilarious because they're like, yeah, we used, to, we used to drive on dirt roads when we were driving in northern parts of oh uh, Canada. Yeah. That is insane. I know. We're very, we're very you know, we're... 
pretty far behind when it comes to the highway systems. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rustic. Rustic. rustic yeah 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 well it's pretty it's it's very nice yeah. oh my god yeah 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 so you are doing putza fest what I, what I did see that's that's one of the greatest uh festivals in the side of canada that's for sure yeah i'm excited that we finally get to play it i've been waiting for a while it feels like it still feels like we're a new band but <laughs> we're like the newest old band ever because it's like all these festivals we still haven't played yet and Pooza is one of them that we finally get to check it off our list Definitely, yeah, it's really it's done well. It's done right. It's kind of like a North by Northeast, right? So it's all the little venues and and or South by Southwest, to speak American. <laughs> yeah, it's here North. It's North by Northeast out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're very fortunate to have it. And it's run. It's run very well. Uh, a few friends I know sort of help you know do things there, and it's part, I have a friend um, who's like part owner in it, and he 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 manages a band up here called the Anti Queens. Oh, I, yeah, I just talked to. Uh... Uh, his uh, her partner the other day did the interview and uh, she actually popped on so it was really cool I got to meet her yeah they're a great band they're a very good band very good band so so when um so you've been a band since what two thousand when was like your first album on Fat was two thousand seventeen right yeah two thousand seven well was it no I think it came out two thousand eighteen but 18. we yeah. kind of restarted in two thousand seventeen what does that mean well we. There was like kind of a collective before and we did a lot of like DIY stuff and we did some tours, but again, we all booked it ourselves, but it wasn't really what it is today. Um, that was, and that was back in like mid to late two thousands and it was still called the last gang, but it kind of just fizzled out. It, it plateaued. It reached its, um, I don't know. It just, it just ran out of steam. So we all took a break. I did some other solo stuff. And when that kind of didn't pan out and I just had this like missing thing in my life and it was, it was, it was the last gang. So I called up Robert and I was like, do you want to do this again? Like I miss it so much. And yeah, without, without a beat, without missing a beat, he's like, yep, let's do it. But this time let's do it right. Let's like go full force. Let's not have one foot out of water. Let's, let's do it. And if we fail, we fail, but we have to try, like give it everything. Yeah. It's really hard. Like if you have a band and you've done stuff and to put a new thing together, it's that's, you know, like even if it's a solo project, it's really hard to, um, to get off the ground. Yeah. Very very hard. And sometimes it's like, like a nice warm new old sweater, you know, and, and having, you know, the band and the name and everything that sort of comes back and people do that. Like that, that's a thing that's just, just to, just to sort of, revisit it or to sort of say now we're a little bit older we can figure out how to do this right yeah 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 so so you're based uh, what part of los angeles actually it's uh orange county it's orange the county, area yeah. just south of la that's um, where the cadillac tramps are from yeah uh yeah. like you know the quintessential like no doubt and social distortion right <laughs> yeah but um yeah we're we're all from like orange county based um a little bit by like Disneyland kind of area to South area. Mm-hmm. I was just down there. I was down there like two or three years ago with my daughter. I took her to Disneyland. Down in Anaheim. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That place is magical. It is right. But the tease was we're looking at it and Star Wars land hadn't opened yet. And we're just looking at it oh. like it's going to look so, you know, <laughs> we couldn't go in, but uh, you know, bad yeah. timing. And it's, you know, it's kind of a good time to go. My daughter was 12 and it's like, you know, she still liked me. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't. Shut up, Dad. Leave me alone yet. Yeah, get out of here, old man, with your yeah. Star Wars land. <laughs> you don't understand me. <laughs> That's true. She's fifteen. She's fifteen now, turning sixteen, and you know it's tough. It's tough. It's tough being a dad <laughs> to a dad yeah, to a I teenage daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, no less. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you, yeah. So how did the Fat Records thing come together? Was that just like a a friend of a friend of a friend, or or did you guys just put a tape in the in the? In, uh, listen to me. Did you put something in the mail and 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 it took off? Like how did how did that happen? Kind of a little bit of a both. Um, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend. We we live really close to the ladies of Bad Cop Bad Cop out here, and we've been going to shows, and we're just kind of all in the same circle, like the same scene. Um, although we weren't really like super close friends at the time, we just kind of knew of each other. Um, and so we were like, oh, you know, that would be a cool label to get on fat. And, um, like, a, a friend of ours, well, it started off first. We had our engineer, producer, Cameron Webb, email the, the some tracks for the label because he had previously worked with uh, Fat Mike and No Effects recording their album, um, mm-hmm. like, a, like, a year or so before ours. So we're like, oh, that's an in. And we had a lot of, like, little ins, like him and uh, just knowing just the same circle of friends. And I got emailed. Um, I don't know if it ever got listened to though, or if it really got taken serious, but it, it got to the inbox and then nothing. And then a friend of ours just said, Hey, I'm going to try it again. And just emailed it to the general mailbox, like info at fat. And it, it was just kind of the stars aligned. One person heard it the, or like the right person heard it yeah. and it caught their eye and they're like, Hey, let me bring this to the table. And then they brought it to the table and then they listened to it more. And then they're like, this can be a possibility. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. Just, the stars kind of just aligned and got, we got real lucky. Yeah, getting on fat is definitely, uh, it's a feather in your cap. You know, it's something and and even like, even today it's, it's a known, it's a thing, you know, it helps, it helps a band uh, get you off on the right foot. And it's, it's, yeah, this is like what little baby punk rocker Brenna has always dreamed of. Like this was the reason, like, I want to be the fan. I want to be on the label. Like that's so fucking cool. It's not lost on me at all. Like I'm still just wowed by my life. It's I'm just so fucking lucky. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Now, like, so so that would have taken you pretty much all over the world touring and stuff too, right? Yeah, it's allowed us to. You know, we started in the UK with a DIY before we got signed to Fat. We landed, we announced that we were, and then we went to Germany for the first time uh, pre-COVID, and we're going, and then we went to Canada for the first time. That was epic. Um, and then we're going, you know, back to Europe this summer, uh, like all over, not just like Germany, places like France and Italy. Yeah. And then we're going to new places in Canada, and oh my gosh, it's it's been so surreal. We were actually planning on going to Mexico right before we were going to do a tour with casualties in Texas. But this was like March, like March 13th ish, like the first part of March 2019 or 2020. Yeah. And we have no idea what we were dealing with with COVID. Like, yeah. was it going to be going away? Like the borders weren't closed yet. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And yeah, lo and behold, like the day before where we were supposed to like go out and drive and buy tickets, uh, the border were closed. It was official. We're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is real. Yeah. I think it actually hit me that it was real. Like not just the borders closing and everything. Um, and, and flights being suspended. It was 
Disneyland clothes. And that's because <laughs> that's like, you know, love it or hate it for what it's worth. It's magical, but it's capitalism. It's consumerism. The fact that they closed down because of public safety, that was when it was like eerily weird and real. Like, holy shit. Yeah. They're they're willing to not make money. Yeah, because this is that serious. It was March sixteenth. It's like a thing. It's like yep. when they do like the movie. The, you know, I my joke in this early days was they're going to skip all the part where things get closed down, and you're going to skip right to the people eating each other's brains. That's how this is going to work out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all the boring stuff where like you know capitalism fails, and and yeah, and and the gas stations are out of fuel. They'll just jump right to the part, you know, like because it's boring. It's boring. <laughs> this part's boring when the world slows down or shuts down like day by day. And yeah. um, and you guys put out a record, sort of like, a, what was it like in the midst of it, kind of too, right? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. We kind of were writing and recording right when uh, the first lockdown happened, yeah. and we thought we had a record. We thought we were going to go into the studio and like, all right, let's do this, but. We weren't we weren't ready. the The songs just weren't really massaged over. Um, they needed to be more COVID centric pre production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, had to have more Basically. COVID, more words like COVID and lockdown. More COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Retrospect. Yeah, introspective. But, you know, outside looking in, all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we. We thought we were ready, and then we weren't, and then the official lockdown happened. So we were able to uh, take advantage of a bad situation and go back and rewrite the songs. And then we were able to safely go into the studio and record it. And by the time it got put out, the world was barely starting to open again. So our timeline lined up with uh, the rest of the world pretty, pretty kismet. We were, yeah. we were okay this time. And, and like, how did you cope? How did you deal? Cause I mean, obviously people who play in front of people, need to play in front of people and you can't do that. Like how, how did you deal? Um, personally, I did a lot of uh, just mental gymnastics, um, trying to stay active and set, set, uh, trying to stay creative. Me personally, I do, I do well when I have balance in my life. Um, I don't know if I could ever be the person that's on the road, you know, nine months out of the year, 10 months out of the year. That's, that's incredibly tough. I enjoy being like, a domesticated and like being um what's the word i'm looking for like a hermit like i love staying inside and doing nothing and recharging my batteries but then when i do that for too long i get antsy i get frustrated i get self-doubting i need to go back out there and experience people and nature and and the road and this whole world that we're connected to i need to feel connected again so i don't know it's a weird balance of of those two. So because I stayed at home the whole time, for the most part, it was just, um, I try to go to parks as much as I can. I try to be around nature. Um, that's a huge, huge boost for mental health to be around nature for me. And, uh, focused as much creativity as I could, like writing the album, doing a lot of videos online. Um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of internet was happening. That's for sure. Yeah, my wife works for a cable company, and her job during the lockdown was to make sure all the internet bandwidth from the city got moved to the to the suburbs because the whole every, the whole universe changed. Like people started working from their house and started really enjoying that, 
And now I think people are like kind of antsy to get back to work. You know, like I wonder what the sales of pants. I think it went down during lockdown. I think a lot of people stopped wearing <laughs> pants, and uh, yeah. they, they just. <laughs> but that no, that her her job is to make sure that everybody had a strong internet connection because it's all time based, right? Because at night it's nice and strong, and you're you're in your in your suburbs, and then when you go down to the city, they actually it's all an automated thing. I had no idea it existed until I started finding out about that. And, um, cool. yeah, and so it's a whole thing. Like my cousin, she works for Shopify and she just works from home. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. You know, and, and life and balance of work and life is now almost somewhat like the commute part of it, you know, is, is almost, it's almost bearable because you don't have to. Yeah. It's, it's definitely changed the world and I mean, just little aspects like that. And how we've changed with touring, you know, um, just we're trying to keep everything as inexpensive as possible because there's not as much revenue being generated. And it's just, it's grueling, but, you know, and tour is, it's very acceptable. Like you start a tour halfway through, you might have to cancel. Like, and we just found out we, um, I I don't know if this is going to air, but it'll it'll probably already be announced. Uh, We have a show with Bouncing Souls coming up and they're supposed to play uh punk and drublick as well and yeah they got exposed in their camp and they have to do the right thing and quarantine for a certain amount of days so two of the shows got canceled yeah. and that's just normal now and no one's hating them no one's like yeah i hope so you know no one's like yeah. Fuck that that's like not punk this or that it's going okay cool i understand let's we'll see you next time yeah yeah that's sort of a, another thing like the acceptance of like you know, because I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who go, who do this anyways, let alone be, be put your life and health in danger. Um, I don't know about you. Like, I caught it three weeks ago and I was okay because I'm, I don't know if you guys are a science or not science or anti, I don't, it doesn't really matter. But I, I know that if I had not been vaccinated, I probably would have been much, much worse. And, you know. Yeah. I have a tremendous amount of respect for folks who, who you know, just being in a van and traveling on a hi- highway when it's dark out, that's, that you're, you're literally putting your life on the line. And, um, yeah. you know, I did it. I don't do it anymore. Like I'm in my fifties and I'm, I'm done. I've done that. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, absolutely. And did you, did you end up catching it or are you just like very, very cautious? We, we had to actually cancel a tour because of it. Yeah. We were halfway out. Um, I think it was in, near before our cleveland date we our camp and we're out with teenage bottle rocket yeah. a lot of people in there uh several people in their camp and this other band Tightwire in their camp like it was it hit us all and me included and that was probably and again i was vaccinated so it didn't hit me too bad but it was it was pretty gnarly like my body hurt everything everything fucking sucked and the funnest part is um I'm the driver in the band. Like we all have our individual jobs of like what we do to, you know, we're still DIY. We yeah. keep it on the um, expensive level. Anyways, I'm the driver. So I had to just go shit, turn around from Cleveland and we drove straight home. And I was the most, most, the most of the driving was me, but you know, just shaking and having chills and body aches and headaches and, fever, sore throat, like everything driving and just trying not to feel even more uncomfortable because I'm stuck in a van. Oh my goodness. It was just weird. A giant petri dish. Yeah. And being sick sucks, but being sick on tour seems to double suck. Like I've been there. It's 
definitely double suck for sure. Yeah, I cut strep throat on tour once, and um, nobody liked me. <laughs> I wasn't in a good mood. <laughs> it was hard no, to be around. I shouldn't be. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I think we drove across. We had a show in Florida, and we left LA, and we drove like as much as we could. And we stopped in, in in New Orleans for like two hours, and that's how many hours we missed the show by in Florida. So uh, it was. Oh like, no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was stupid. That was back in the day when you used Maximum Rock and Roll, book your own fucking life to book tours, like in the '90s, early '90s. Yeah. And uh, you play in people's houses, and you're like, I think I'm gonna sleep in the van because I, I think you, you, this person might kill us in our sleep. Um, yeah. Stuff, no, stuff like I, I, I really never experienced that part uh of it we i've spent some time at some friends of a friend's house like we'd be knowing but i you know i'm a female i never i always have my guard up like we're just that day and age we live in like i can't just be trusting with people so we've yeah. never been like yeah we'll just stay at some random person's house like uh-uh no my mom taught me everybody's <laughs> out to get you so watch out so yeah. i the danger street banner we're coming out of a pocket and sleeping in a dirty ass hotel. Yeah, stranger danger. It's everywhere. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, and that you know, the that's it's it is definitely it is yeah it is sort of a a dude's thing when it comes to promoters and you know it can be kind of mantastic I guess at times. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure nobody I'm sure there's <laughs> I'm sure there's a bullshit filter that you can probably smell through. And see what type of you know what what the situation is. I, I wouldn't imagine you'd sort yeah, of come no, in naive. Yeah, I, I, I have a pretty good spidey sense with some red flags. Um, and my my crew is also one hundred percent agreeing with me with everything. They've never made me feel like, you know, how dare you not do this or be put in a situation. They're actually more protective of me than I am of myself sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's yeah, and that's the thing about a band too, and. That's the thing I kind of miss about being in a band is like they're brothers and sisters from other misters and sisters. You know what I mean? It's just a whole, it's a whole dynamic. But it's like for me, a time in my life was to do that was to do it when I was twenty because then I could I could sleep on the floor, but I couldn't imagine going out at my age and like you know sleeping on a floor. Or I mean, Stefan from All was like, yeah, I like sleeping in hotel rooms. Like, well, who would want to do that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, yeah, I love that now. I think one of my favorite things on tour is, you know, if we have a good night in merch the next night, I feel like treat yourself because I'm like, oh, we're staying in not the cheapest one tonight. We're staying in like the clean one. And like the last hotel we slept in had like a Bluetooth speaker in the mirror. And like it was so fucking fancy because, we, like I said, we did pretty good in merch. We're like, uh, let's spend an extra 75 bucks and be really comfortable tonight. And oh, girl, <laughs> that was such a treat. I, I just had Luke from Good Riddance on the show, and I toured with him in the early 2000s. I was their sound guy. And um, oh, yeah. we would we would just, si I would side bet. Every time we stopped at a casino, I would just side bet off Chuck, and I would always make money, and I would always buy my own hotel. That was like, that's decadence, you know, when you can just sort of, I have my oh, own yeah, room. Oh, like, yeah, that's like, luxury. This remote is my remote, and I will watch whatever yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah, it's so it's so good. Yeah, it's those little moments that you appreciate. Absolutely, totally, absolutely. So, uh, so you are you're touring the East Coast uh, with Bel. You're doing some shows with Belvedere too. And yeah, we're doing some club shows with Belvedere as well. Yeah, I know those guys. They're good guys. Yeah, Steve's a good guy. Good guys. Yeah, I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. And they, like, yeah, same thing. Those guys have been, those guys have been around. Like, I recorded their first demo in Calgary. When you see Steve, tell oh, him shit. Simon says hi. He might, he might go, yeah, that oh, asshole. Yeah. He's, he's been on the show a few times, but I've known him. I recorded his first demo in a kitchen in Calgary in like 1994, <laughs> three, something like that. Oh, yeah. And they still, I mean, they just got so good. Like, they just learned how to play. Similar, you know what I mean? Like, just similar to, like, Propagandi. Like, when Propagandi put their first record, I'm like, yeah, it's a great record. But then they just put up better and better and better records. And that's Belvedere, too. Yeah. Yeah, they never stopped moving up. It was awesome. Totally. Um, well, awesome. Uh, so you are playing the bovine? Are you playing the bovine? You are playing the bovine. Oh. Yes, we are playing the bovine saxophone. Good old bovine. Um, and then, yeah, so it, it's, it's how are you, are you driving straight across to do your first show or are you doing like the decadent thing and getting on a plane? We are flying in for the first night. I think we, we fly in the night before, um, and get a, uh, what are we doing? Oh yeah. It's, it's the cheapest thing possible. We always go the cheapest, but doable thing. We're flying in the red, uh, red eye the night before. Yeah. I think we got to leave the airport at like midnight or something. <laughs> So we land around like six the day before. So we have a day to like get our bearings straight and just get our backs unwound and mm-hmm. I don't know, just get ready. And then the next day we do it and just hit the road, start driving. And yeah, we're not going to be taking any breaks. It's show up to show up to show up to show. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, no, it, it is. You know, I'm 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 envious and I and I understand and I can empathize. Sort of the excitement of you know kicking things back into gear and. Not, not being worried really, because I mean, if you've caught COVID, you're you're going to be okay. You know, what I mean, you're not going to yeah catch it for a while until they come up with a special Uber crazy going to kill you COVID, which I don't know if it, if it even exists. Um, Who knows? Yeah, what's that oh, new strain okay. called? Do you know what that's called? Because I know uh, I can't, I don't know, but I know Delta, the Omicron had a Delta or something. No, Delta or? went to yeah, Delta was yeah, but Omicron. Now that if it was branding oh, yeah, anything, Omicron. Omicron. I think there's a new one. Like a mutation. It doesn't have a cool name like Omicron. Like Omicron sounds like a transformer. Like Omicron so- always reminds me of uh, uh, Futurama. <laughs> There's the uh, alien who is from the, the planet, from the uh, the pun Omicron Percy I-8. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe- so I always laugh a little bit. Like Yeah, it's a kick-ass <laughs> name. It's a kick-ass name. Good branding. Good branding for COVID. Well, you know, well, good luck. I, you know, I, I hope you guys... Uh, yeah, I hope I hope everything's good and and you know much success. You know. It really will be. Just the fact that it's happening is is already is already a great thing. Yeah. Everything else it's going to be just cherries on top. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, whenever you guys do a new record or whatever, please keep my keep my name, talk to Melanie and make it happen and you know, we'll talk about, you know, when you guys when you when you you know, we come around again. Oh, most most definitely. Awesome. I really had a good time. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. And that was Brennan Red. Go check them out on tour. Uh, I did find the tour listings now, so here we go. They're playing the Bovine Sex Club on May 18th, May 19th in Barrie. They're playing the Queen's Nightclub. Never heard of that place. Queen's Nightclub. Never heard of it. Uh, and on 20th, now that I, I lied, they're playing Pootsa Fest, which is the day before uh, Good Riddance is playing Pootsa Fest. Also, they're playing St. Catharines at the Warehouse. That's a pretty cool place. May 22nd, London, Ontario at Rum Runners. Also an amazing place. And then they take a month off and then they go to Germany. So, uh, 
yeah good band good times and fun, and fun you know and make sure you go check them out and tell them Simon said hi anyways uh, that's all I got for you today I, nice short and sweet I know it's uh, I could have gone longer but I was, I was so tired that night and I, I'm trying to quit coffee and I'm trying to quit drinking and I'm trying to quit all sorts of stuff trying to not eat as much food as I used to and I'm, I'm just I'm just a mess so uh, so thanks so much everybody for listening to the show uh, I hope I'll see you next week if I'm not here next week I'll be here the next week if I'm not here that week I'll be the week after okay because I'm in the middle of this documentary it's not hell but it's kind of hell I'm just trying to get by with everything at work I have a show a day where I work and you know I don't you don't need to know my problems so thanks so much for listening to the show we will see you again Bye.